I don't know if you guys saw today, Morocco beat Portugal in the quarterfinals of the World Cup. It is, uh, yeah, it's the best World Cup performance by a team of Africans since the unpaid workers who built the stadiums. I didn't do it. Ah, uh, yes, I, I suspect most of them were actually from uh, India and uh, thereabouts. Uh, but, you know, comedy doesn't have to be accurate like journalism does. What do they say, that uh, 6,000 people died building the stadiums or something? Because it's like the pyramids, except they'll tear them down in a couple of years. Is that what they say? I saw, is that the report? I think that's right. I think I saw the report. That the, uh, this is what uh, people claim. But, you know, people claim a lot of things. Don't people Yes, they do. Yeah, 6,500. 6,500? Yeah, and who's, who's reporting that? That's uh, The Guardian. Oh, yeah, The Guardian. This, uh, this is the number, 6,000 or 6,500. Uh, you know, now we call everybody workers, workers. They, uh, in a lot of the Arab countries, they use what is effectively slave labor. Uh, I've witnessed it myself in m- many instances in uh, different countries. Uh, But they say that uh, 6,000 or 6,500 of the construction workers died or were killed during the uh, building of the stadiums, which is a point of pride. Are they they buried in the end zones or anything like like Jimmy Hoffa? You got like 6,500 Jimmy Hoffas there? Because they used to do that, you know, around the pyramids. They uh, threw all the slaves that built the pyramids into the pits around the pyramids and and uh, it's kind of, you know, a tradition. Uh, some traditions die hard, as, as it were. So uh, happy Monday to you and welcome. Yeah, they got this uh, soccer competition going on over there. And uh, you see now two journalists have died suddenly in uh, while covering the, uh, the big soccer games. And two, not one, but two. And it's, uh, they're both kind of, kind of interesting stories. And, and uh, some suggest that they are suspicious, suspicious of deaths. And uh, no one will investigate. And I mean no one. Uh, they're just, uh, they're dead and gone. We should also look into, because they're both uh, relatively young people, should look into a possible relationship to uh, vaccines and vaccinations. Because, you know, the National Institutes of Health, they put out that statement a couple of weeks ago that everybody completely ignored, saying that uh, people dying from heart attacks and strokes and blood clots after being vaccinated are probably dying from heart attacks and strokes and blood clots because anti-vaxxers are going around saying that people are dying of heart attacks, strokes and blood clots. And those claims cause such great stress that uh, people are dying of strokes, uh, heart attacks and blood clots. And that's what our... National Institute of Health, excuse me, plural, Institutes of Health, because you can't just have one. And uh, that's a truly extraordinary story. We should have T-shirts made up with that uh, claim. (laughs) Might be too long. (laughs) Pretty amazing uh, stuff. Well, as you might expect, there was a weekend. So we had uh, two days with nothing going on. And at least we weren't in uh, going to work. And one of my brothers is visiting from Chicago, Illinois. So there was a certain amount of out and about this weekend, certain amount of out and about. And we had this, uh, these soccer games. You know, they had this um, uh, Morocco and Portugal. Actually watched it, and it was, and it was uh, kind of fun. I, uh, you know, soccer is a boring game, but I, this game was kind of fun. 
And uh, then the uh, the Army Navy game, and that was uh, that was a humdinger, wasn't it? Double overtime, it was crazy. So Saturday was busy with uh, with that stuff, and um, got a got a lot going on, <laughs> got a lot going on all over the place. And it was a busy weekend and a fun weekend. And uh, you know, it's uh, what is it? The uh, the winter solstice is coming up. Well, what, what, nine days now, I think, until the and then the days start getting longer. So if you have that seasonal daylight disorder or something, starts to get better in just a little over a week, which is uh, kind of nice. What with the rotation of the Earth around the great ball of fire that apparently, according to liberals, has no effect on the climate or the weather. This huge burning ball of fire uh, with, uh, you know, flaming things that leap thousands of miles off the surface of the sun. But that's got nothing to do with uh, variation of one half of one degree uh, over the course of a century. No, no, no. It's you. It's your fault. Uh, And what is it, Michael? The earth is on fire and we're all going to die soon. That's the Democrat Party's message to children everywhere. And Merry Christmas. (laughs) Uh, Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, The earth is on fire. We're all going to die soon. You should get every kid in America. Uh, You know, the earth is on fire. We're all going to die soon. Toys. Toys and clothes. Because... That's your Democrat Party. All right, a, uh, a great deal of uh, stuff that has happened since we last convened. And, uh, you know, with a uh, Libyan, you'll be surprised to learn, uh, detained in the 1988 bombing of Pan Am 103, where Islamists, who are really angry Muslims, blew up a Pan Am uh, 747 full of people over Lockerbie, Scotland, as it turns out. And the pieces rained to the ground and, and all that stuff. And there were 11 people on the ground were killed. And uh, it was 190 Americans. And here we are, a scant, uh, how many years is that now, Michael? Uh, that's a whole lot of years. Uh, all these years later, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, what is it, uh, 34 years? And they, uh, they got this guy, and he's going to be in court today. Ah, yes. Well, justice delayed is justice denied and all that stuff. But a uh, former Libyan intelligence officer, government official under Muammar Gaddafi, who, uh, remember, he was uh, killed a few years ago during the Obama administration. Hillary Clinton, our chief diplomat, did a little happy dance when Muammar Gaddafi was was, uh, brutally killed by his own people. We came, we saw, (laughs) he died. (laughs) That's our our chief diplomat there. uh, She was wearing an armband uh, at the time. So a former Libyan intelligence officer accused... It's uh, fine that Gaddafi was killed and killed by his own people, but I, uh, the Democrats are just a freak show, aren't they? Oh, yeah, speaking of which, there's, uh, there's a lot more to that uh, freak show thing. I've been uh, playing for you, sharing with you a lot of psychos in schools around the country who think it's okay, school teachers and things, you know, uh, to have sex with five-year-old children and to hand out boo-dos and uh, boo-plugs uh, to uh, underage children in schools and uh, teach them queer kink sex um, like they're going to grow up to be Biden administration officials, you know, because we got, and maybe Twitter executives. I think Yoel Roth is going to have to come to Washington. I think there's a place for him in Washington. There's an ever-expanding probe somewhere in Washington that's waiting for Yoel Roth. The chief censor at Facebook uh, during the bad old days and this guy is seriously um, 
screwed up in the head. And he's, uh, uh, where do they, all these sexual deviants, they got the sexual deviant luggage thief. You know, the news media doesn't cover this stuff. Oh, speaking of which, the news media is engaged in a massive active cover-up of the Twitter story. I actually watched Chunk yesterday on that show that used to be called Meet the Press. And Chunk, who uh, his mother calls him the great imposter, his mother calls him the great imposter because she knows he's not really a journalist. He's just a Democrat Party shill. Uh, pretty ma- Oh, Jake Tapper proved that he's a Democrat Party shill yesterday, too, because it was a day of the week. And uh, Chunk yesterday, I watched with great... It, it, it was a parade of um, ignorant, dishonest Democrats lying to a small number of the American people. And because, uh, you know, the, we know that the news media is the number one threat to our democracy. The New York Times, New York Times poll revealed that uh, the news media is the number one. Eighty-four percent of us believe that the news media is a threat to our democracy. Uh, Chunk Todd yesterday demonstrated why that's the case once again. No mention of Elon Musk, no mention of Twitter, no mention of what has been revealed, what has been discovered of these revelations of the corrupting of our 2020 presidential election. The Democrat Party and the news media, but I repeat myself, they were in on it, and they're still in on it. They're not reporting anything about it. It's a wall of silence from the corrupt filth. It's not the fourth estate anymore. Now it's the filth estate. It's the filth estate right there in the uh, in the uh, uh, Constitution. And uh, amazing stuff. There are Republicans in Congress who are talking about issuing subpoenas for the 51 liars that perpetrated an information operation against the United States of America uh, in a, uh, an apparently successful effort to corrupt the 2020 election. And I'm not saying without their corrupt effort that President Trump, President Trump would have won re-election, but they were actively engaged, um, headed by penitentiary-faced John Brennan, who belongs in prison, and James Clapper, who we already know lied repeatedly under oath uh, before Congress, which is fine. Um, you know, we played, who, who lied under oath uh, before Congress last week? Have to narrow it down. Uh, uh, Jack, we were playing the Jack Dorsey audio, uh, the former Twitter chieftain and founder, lying under oath repeatedly to Congress. And that's fine. When Democrats show up to Washington, they can laugh in your face. Remember Lois Lerner? Um, um, uh, who also, under the Obama administration, uh, the IRS uh, lady, who who uh, targeted groups with the word patriot in their title or Tea Party in their title and sidelined them for the uh, for Barack Obama's second presidential election. And the FBI has been corruptly involved in in every election. Well, how many? Like the last four or five elections, the FBI corruptly involved. But now the Washington Times has the story. Lawmakers plan probes of shadow banning. More probes, you know. Washington, D.C. is going to need more lube uh, like that school in Chicago, I think. But uh, House Republicans plan to summon former Twitter executives after revelations of internal company documents that the social media platform was regularly shadow banning and secretly blacklisting conservative accounts. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan, a uh, Republican from Ohio, 
who's going to be chair of the House Judiciary Committee, plans to call those involved in the scheme to testify before his panel. They'll laugh and scoff and lie under oath, and and uh, aides uh, told the Washington Times. Uh, they've also uh, got bills on deck that would address social media censorship, including legislation that would remove liability protections for companies that censor. Uh, now, there is also, there's more to it than this because the uh, Republicans are also talking about issuing subpoenas for the 51 crooks who pretend to be intelligence community people uh, but are really sinister, devious actors corrupting our political system even more than it's already been corrupted. And it uh, begins with penitentiary phase John Brennan and with uh, James, I lie under oath and uh, before Congress and laugh about it, Clapper, uh, and uh, subpoena these SOBs, and then they just come up and they'll lie again, and the New York Times will completely ignore it, like they're uh, doing with the entire Twitter story and the Elon Musk story and all of the releases of all of the revelations and the entirety of the news media. I mean, CBS, NBC, uh, uh, NB, NBC, ABC, uh, CBS, and CNN, uh, they... Uh, and, of course, MSDNC, where they had that angry mental case this morning yelling about Trump all the way through the show. And they had that idiot on, Michael Beschloss, um, who uh, said if the Republicans win the Congress, your children will be arrested and possibly killed. Quite, uh, It was even uh, stronger than possibly. And, and, you know, potentially killed. They're going to be all of your children will be arrested and killed if the Republicans won Congress because this is the psychosis that the Demo- well, one of the psychoses that the Democrat Party is uh, drowning in. Was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. Conceivably killed. Our children will be arrested. The Republicans win the House and the Senate. Your children will be arrested and conceivably killed. And that's and they sit there nodding at MSD and the corporate executives, NBC, say, yeah, that's a, bring that guy back. He's got some good stuff. That's, uh, that's it. It's not misinformation or disinformation. It's not a mental illness that Michael Beschloss, uh, you know, a, a, a candy ass trust fund revolutionary, um, another trust funder. Uh, pretty amazing stuff. Uh, so we, um, we've got that just scratching the surface. And uh, ICE, you know, Immigration Customs Enforcement Officers, urged to ease up on criminal arrests as record numbers of illegals are crossing our border, record numbers of uh, people on the terror watch list and record numbers, gang members and record numbers, record amount of fentanyl coming across, record amount of Americans dying from fatal drug overdoses. And the Democrats and the news media, but I repeat myself, feds need detention space for expected surge at border. So they're telling not, they're being told not to arrest not just illegal aliens, but criminal illegal aliens who have committed other crimes in addition to that. And the Biden administration wants them free to kill again because they're Democrats. More Democrats, more murder, more Democrats, more carjackings. You know, we got all kinds of stuff. And Biden's buddy, Mohammed bin Salman, you know, Chop Chop bin Salman, got an update on that. Um... And, uh, boy, there's a lot more. The sexual deviancy of the Democrat Party is boundless at this point. We are, of course, at 888-630-9625. May I suggest you be a nice dick officer? There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show.
Yes, the Democrat Party's propaganda apparatus is uh, all around us at all times. And the uh, entire Elon Musk story, Elon Musk showed up on stage in San Francisco with Dave Chappelle over the weekend. And funny things happened, not perhaps for the reasons you might expect, but we'll share that with you. Um, and the news media is engaged in just an out-in-the-light-of-day conspiracy to cover up this story that they've been covering up for two years, and they're a gang of groveling, sniveling jackals. Uh, the news media, you know, my erstwhile colleagues in the so-called news business. Let's go to the telephones, Michael. Uh, speaking of the, you know, propaganda machine of the Democrat Party, let's go to Rick calling from Elmwood Park, New Jersey. Ricardo, you're hey, on the Chris. Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris, thanks for taking my call. Uh, which would you like this morning? Would you like the story about the two climate scientists that testified in the Senate and they tried to murder them? Or the Al Gore attacked my laptop story? Yeah, I heard about the testimony um, uh, before Congress, and they have these fantasies that years ago uh, people uh, were uh, threatening to kill them because they had some crazy um, uh, climate stuff. That yeah, was Roy Spencer and John Christie. They testified in the Senate, and they tried to murder them. Uh, they shot at them with Belgium 5.7 millimeter. Do you know what that is? Belgium 5.7 millimeter. Is it a spitball? It's a high-velocity round. 5.7, and uh, they were uh, shot at with, and it's because of their work on the climate. Yeah, they shot at their office at the University of Alabama in Huntsville on Earth Weekend. Yeah, well, uh, last, uh, uh, well, this year, actually, earlier this year on Earth Day, a Democrat set himself on fire on the steps of the Supreme Court. He self-immolated and killed himself on Earth Day because he cares very deeply about people putting smoke in the sky. Remember that one, Rick? Yes, yes. And they lay down in the streets and they glue themselves to paintings. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of which, Hunter Biden had an art uh, exhibit over the weekend. Very, very expensive. I've got that for you, too. This is The Chris Plant Show. Yeah, it's... Um, Saturday Night Live was full of Democrat Party propaganda night before last because that's their role. It's NBC Network, and they don't really do comedy. They do politics, like Stephen Colbert and uh, Jimmy This and Jimmy That. They, uh, they're not the comedy business. They're in the, in the party propaganda business, and they're, you know, I guess they're good enough at that to, uh, influence a great many minds. Elon, uh, Elon Musk had a lot of interesting things to say over the weekend. And, uh, you know, the African that saved the world, pretty amazing stuff that he is doing, and it's making them crazy, which is redundant, of course. But one of the things that Elon Musk tweeted over the weekend on his own Twitter platform, it just infuriates the left because they knew that it was a very effective tool a weapon in their arsenal to uh, own the message, which means you own the political debate, which means you, on average, win more than you deserve to, which means you have power to lord over people and then to uh, 
you know, stamp on their face with a boot uh, for eternity. Uh, kind of a George Orwell paraphrase there. But um, Elon Musk tweeted, easy to fool people, but it's almost impossible to convince people that they've been fooled. Kind of fun. He's a very, very interesting guy, this guy. Uh, and I've always been entirely indifferent toward uh, Elon Musk. I thought he was an interesting billionaire doing interesting stuff. Got his own space program. You know, that's pretty cool. I think I would, too, if I had all the money in the world. And uh, does all kinds of amazing stuff. And now what he's doing, and he was uh, in very good stead with the Democrat Party and the left until not so long ago when he started tampering with one of the weapons in their arsenal in the information war. And uh, they really saw Twitter as being key to their propaganda. And now we know why, because he's revealing more revelations over the weekend of the corruption at between Twitter. But it's not just Twitter. It's the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, which is a creepy name for uh, anything, and the Director of National Intelligence, who we know, you know, the intelligence community were engaged in... Uh, you know, tampering with our election the way they would tamper with elections in Iran and Venezuela and elsewhere. But they, they have uh, turned their focus inward against us, the American people, the U.S. intelligence community, and the FBI. Hatui. We have T-shirts at the Chris Plant store and coffee mugs, the Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. Pretty good. That was, uh, we came up with that. I, I uh, uh, came up with most of it, but then the, uh, we had a listener call in and say, oh, it should be the fa- Fascist Bureau of Investigation. He said it should be of intimidation. So you know what? That's an improvement. So we'll take that from our listeners. But this is uh, truly amazing stuff that we have going on here. I am, as you may be aware, I'm kind of crazy about the truth. I just like the truth about Republicans, who are very often no great shakes either, and about independence and about and certainly about the left, which has and the Democrat Party, which uh, because of their information dominance and in the media, newspapers, television, fake news, um, entertainment, television, dominance, publishing houses, academia, they have been able to clean up, basically erase the real history of the Democrat Party. The real history of the Democrat Party is the history of racism in America, from slavery and the Confederacy and lynching and the KKK and Jim Crow and uh, destroying the nuclear family and and, uh, the soft bigotry of low expectations and abortion, the genocide that's going on in African-American population. And on and on, that's the real history of the Democrat Party, but they've erased it. And nobody's being raised on that. The real history of the United States has also been erased, and they've replaced it with a fake history of the United States and anti-American history of the United States. Right? That's what information dominance can do for you, and that's what they've done with information dominance. No, the country was not founded in 1619 before George Washington's grandparents were born. No, that's, uh, but the New York Times, they're peddling this by that racist uh, anti-American woman. Uh, just uh, just crazy. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Also, this snake in the grass, uh, now former Lieutenant Colonel 
Alexander Vindman. Remember him? He stabbed President Trump in the front. Uh, and the news media loved it because they stabbed President Trump in the front all day, every day during his, his four years of a, at a remarkably successful presidency. But Alexander Vindman has a Twitter account. He hasn't been banned. And uh, he is a creepy, creepy guy. And he's an anti-American army officer. What he did was, you know, to the commander-in-chief, and it was all based on a lot of hooey, the Ukrainian phone call. But Alexander Vindman, he tweeted, Twitter is dying. That's okay. If anything, it needs to be killed off soonest, he says, soonest. That's what kind of word is that? Shut up. And he said, Elon Musk cannot be allowed to promote dangerous radical views. Hate speech. Imagine Goebbels with a bigger platform and wider reach. Well, that's what we see every day, you little Nazi. Where's this little Nazi from again? His little Nazi family, this little Nazi? is a little Hitler in an American army uniform. What happened to him? He's, uh, his uh, family shouldn't have been allowed to immigrate, I think, from... Uh, <laughs> but he's... Uh, is he U- Ukrainian? Where is he? Yeah, yeah. Th- no, I, uh, and Twitter is dying. That's okay. If anything, it needs to be killed off soonest. Why? But it was a treasure to the Democrat Party until a free speech champion took it over. You're a champion of free speech. The Democrat Party is out to destroy you because they don't want free speech. They want to control speech. They call any speech they disagree with dangerous, as this little Hitler uh, just did right here. That's right. I'm throwing that stuff around. The, uh, it's, I, I learned it from them. It's, it's a standard protocol now. It's perfectly acceptable. And uh, Elon Musk cannot be allowed. This is a former army officer. He should be jailed. He should be sent to Gitmo. He should get the ankle shackles at Reagan Airport and uh, be sent off to Gitmo, push him out of a plane. Uh, I got to tell you, this guy, uh, uh, Elon Musk, cannot be allowed to promote dangerous radical views. The dangerous radical views are uh, free speech and a free and open marketplace of ideas, which is fundamentally American. And Vindman swore an oath protect and defend all that stuff and he is uh this guy is uh bad news bears i gotta tell you uh hate speech well this is hate speech right here you should be silenced your views are dangerous i've deemed them to be dangerous and to be hate speech therefore you must be silenced you cannot be allowed to express these views to borrow your own phrase here um these people are dangerous. And then, I love this, imagine Goebbels, Joseph Goebbels. Uh, that would be the uh, propaganda minister for the Socialist Workers Party of Adolf Hitler. Uh, and uh, this guy doesn't know the difference. They, they look like normal people. They seem like normal people, but they're not. Did I hear you correctly say that perhaps he was influenced by Gurgle? Could have been influenced by Gurgle. Yeah. That was uh, the Reverend Al Charlatan. Uh, He's a racist and an anti-Semite from way back. And uh, NBC pays him. What do you think they pay him? A million, two million dollars a year to uh, say things. And he's apparently quite the historian there. It might be influenced by Gurgle. By Gurgle. Gurgle, Gurgle, Gurgle. What is that? Uh, It's, uh, well, he he looks like a man who would benefit from um, regular use of mouthwash.
I've got to say like that. Gurgle. Listerine uh, traditional yellow would be good for him. Imagine Goebbels with a bigger platform and wider reach. Well, that's what the left in the United States has secured. Don't kid yourself. You know, I've got a, uh, I discovered this. My best girl and I were riding our bicycles down on the mall. And just across from the mall, there is the National Academy of Sciences. National Academy of Sciences. It's a big building. And uh, they have scientists in there. Some kind of an academy, apparently. And on the grounds, on the corner of the grounds, they have a large bronze statue of a cross-legged Albert Einstein. Perhaps you've heard of him. He was a smart guy, not like Alexander Vindman at all. And uh, engraved in the stone base of the large bronze statue of a, a casually posed Albert Einstein. There are a number of quotes of Albert Einstein. And uh, this was um, years ago when I first discovered this, and I photographed it. I was like, wow, that is a great quote. And I've uh, for years advocated that this quote should be engraved on a plaque and mounted in every newsroom in America, every newsroom. And here's the quote from Albert Einstein. He liked truth. He spoke a lot about the truth, about what is true and what is not true and the importance of truth, mostly in science, but more broadly as well. And Albert Einstein said, the right to search for truth, I think this applies to the news media and to academia, but in particular the corrupt, uh, the filth estate The right to search for truth implies also a duty. One must not conceal any part of what one has recognized to be the truth. Hmm. Well, if only our news media lived by that Albert Einstein axiom, I think the world would be a much better place. Unfortunately, they do not. They don't even come close. The right to search for truth implies also a duty. One must not conceal any part of what one has recognized to be true. You know, it kind of goes with uh, my uh, Albert Einstein-like phrase. The most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore. And that means ignoring the story about Hunter Biden's laptop, ignoring the truth when the truth came out after their lies were revealed. uh, And they continue to conceal the truth from the American people for purely partisan political reasons. There is no other possible explanation. Uh, And our news media is the filth estate, honestly. It is a tragedy that the United States of America and Alexander Vindman, with his Nazi references, uh, ought to smell himself, if that would be a tolerable option. But that is uh, truly extraordinary stuff. And he's advocating after a career in the Army, rising to the rank of lieutenant colonel. And as I understand it, he actually had been selected for a colonel, uh, but he thought that when he was in the zone, but he thought that he would be denied. So he uh, retired, uh, wah, 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 and uh, didn't stay in his, uh, t- and rise to the rank of colonel. That's my inside information. But the, uh, this tweet by Alexander Vindman yesterday is everything you need to know about Alexander Vindman. He is a profoundly corrupt individual, as he proved when President Trump was in the White House, and Alexander Vindman was a tool of the extreme radical, anti-Trump, uh, fanatical, yada, yada. Uh, and, uh, and honestly, he, he thinks that 
Elon Musk cannot be allowed, that's what he said, to promote what he calls dangerous radical views and hate speech, which is defined by this uh, filthy radical, uh, you know, as anything that he disagrees with. And then he does the Goebbels thing, honestly, because free speech, Goebbels was a big free speech advocate. They, they, you know, uh, living is easy with eyes closed, misunderstanding all you see. Pretty amazing. He could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that if, is the that is our you, job. Yeah. And that is our job. Joe and Mika. This is this is our world. Um, the, the truth will out. I hope I'd like to think the truth can still win. Let's uh, let's uh, Michael, let's go to Phil calling from Fredericksburg, Virginia. Philip, you're on the Chris Plant show. Hey, good morning, Mr. Plant. Look, I, I, I grew up during the Vietnam uh, War thing, and liberals sent their children to Canada, and they got them into college to keep them from serving. So it was the, the poor and the conservative men and, who went into Vietnam and, and did the, the job of protecting American freedom. I'm just wondering if, uh, if, the, if the liberals are going to be as understanding of conservatives when uh, the Biden administration starts a war with Russia— uh, over something that could be negotiated, and the conservatives say, look, my kid's not going to that, and they send him to Mexico to not serve. I wonder if the liberals are going to be as understanding as conservatives were uh, and uh, and not attack those conservative families for protecting their children from this uh, this insane administration's uh, worldwide uh, foreign policy. Well, uh, you know that the left never takes responsibility for anything that they do. Certainly not their uh, racist past. Uh, certainly not their look. You know, the Democrat presidents, uh, the Confederacy, Jefferson Davis, World War One, uh, the racist, segregationist, progressive Democrat Woodrow Wilson, World War Two, um, uh, 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 left-wing FDR, uh, Korean War, Harry Truman, Vietnam War, first JFK, then really LBJ. They're the party of war. They're the party of racism. They're the party of segregation. Uh, and they're the party of denying their role in, uh, in everything. You know, because uh, with information dominance, as Malcolm X observed, they can make the guilty innocent and the innocent guilty. And it's what they do every day. Uh, so I think the short version, Phil, is no, they never take responsibility for, for anything. And Joe Biden, yeah, there was no war in Europe when Donald Trump was in the White House. Our borders were secure. Donald Trump was in the White House. Uh, inflation was 1.2%, and gas prices, gas prices were $2.11 a gallon. The earth is on fire, and we're all going to die soon. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. The New York Post has the story, and the New York Times does not, and CNN will not. New York City Art Gallery unveils new $225,000 Hunter Biden painting. I'm Picasso! And two buyers are interested. Of course they are. Are they from Iran and China by chance? Just curious, maybe Russia? I mean, honestly. Meanwhile, in Gotham... This Hunter Biden painting is selling for the price of a house. The most expensive artwork at the First Sun's new Soho show 
is priced at $225,000 and already has two interested buyers. Yeah, well, that comes easy to me. I'm Picasso. The New York Post has learned. As he, uh, you know, he likes to blow paint through a straw, which is a little out of character because normally he sucks powders through straws, you know, up into his nostrils because he's a drug-addicted um, stripper, knocker-upper. On Saturday, a gallery worker refused to give the New York Post details on the potential buyers of the untitled 57 by 98 inch. I think that's sofa sized, isn't it? Is that what you, you get at, uh, down at, uh, at Marshall's? That would be sofa sized art. A uh, mustard yellow floral painting on Yupo Japanese paper, naturally. He's quite the artist. President Biden's scandal-scarred son, really no scars. It's, uh, the news media cleaned him right up. They give him vitamin E, and then they massage him with uh, fists full of vitamin E. Scandal-scarred son sold two other works uh, a day after his second solo art show opened at the Georges Berges Gallery on Free Day. Yeah, what's the French pronunciation of uh, Friday? Unlike last year's debut of Biden's artistic oeuvre, which was invitation only, the new show called Haiku. It's called Haiku. Yeah. It should be called Wanku. Honestly. It is open to the public, features much stronger works, according to Biden gallerist Georges Burgess. It's uh, good to be the president's son, isn't it? It's like Cuba. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.